0: It's time for you to add value. Today's guest, Marissa Nelson, is a money and business strategist. Over her 28-year career, she has helped thousands of business owners and entrepreneurs worldwide learn the systems, structures, and strategies that teach not just the what and why, but the how-to to minimize their taxes and maximize their profits. She has built multiple multi-million-dollar companies for herself and thousands of her clients. As an active philanthropist, when she isn't helping business owners future-proof their businesses around the world, she can be found on her mountain, changing lives in Costa Rica through the foundation of Latin America. Marissa Nelson is a passionate about helping to end poverty. She believes that poverty exists in five forms, emotional, relational, spiritual, physical, and financial. She shares her journey from less than nothing to to tremendous success and believes her gift is to help others on the journey to freedom. Marissa, thank you so much for joining me today and jumping on the show. I think it's gonna be an exciting conversation. I'm just looking forward to it.
1: Oh man, I'm stoked to be here. We've we've already been talking before the show. You guys have missed it. You, you should have been behind the scenes with us already. And, and, and he literally looked at me and he goes, wait, 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 stop talking. We got to hit record. <laughs> so yay, we're in the house. We are here with you, whether you're in your car or at your desk or listen to us as you're cooking dinner. Man, I am so stoked to be with you and I'm going to give you everything I got today.
0: Oh, so exciting. All right, Marissa, typically we just start with how how did you start your entrepreneurial journey? What uh, what got this young woman from Minot, North Dakota, <laughs> into this worldwide business?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I get I get that question a lot. Um, so I'm a poor kid from the trailer courts. I grew up in a very abusive household. Uh, my mom left uh, in the middle of the night after my dad blew a blew a hole through the ceiling, and you know pointed the pointed that big old rifle at all of us or shotgun at all of us, and and you know. We were we were thinking we were goners, but uh, God saved us. And in that moment, uh, you know, we packed up our bags and um, finally, and um, and after years and years of that, my mom moved us to a little two bedroom trailer house in Minot, North Dakota, with no heat in the winter because we were super poor and there were eight kids. And my mom mom had no education at that time. Uh, kind of no way to really even make money because she's raising her kids and and so she went back to school and did what she could, but I remember I was fourteen and we she we had dug an old. Brown couch out of the dumpster. This is like literally out of the dumpster. And we had one piece of furniture in the living room. It was that brown couch. And then someone had given us an old TV with those little bunny rabbit ears. Now, for all of you that are like under 40 here, (laughs) you don't know what I'm talking about. But before the days of cable, of Netflix, of YouTube, of those kind of things, they had this thing called a TV. And you would put it up in your living room and it was not those flat screen things. It was a big, huge, (laughs) box. And then you'd have to put these little bunny rabbit ears on them and adjust the antennas so that you could actually get a channel. Uh, so that's what I grew up with. And um, and you're going, how old is that lady? I am extremely young. I still lie about my age. I'm, I'm 32. Okay. <laughs> so don't do the math when I start talking about my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, anyway, I looked up at my mom and I said, mom, we're watching one of those save the children commercials, you know, where they ask you for money, save the children, send some money and we'll save the children. Okay. So I look at my mom and I said, mom, we're like those poor kids they talk about on TV, aren't we? But I said, we're like, we're not just poor. We're like, we're like really poor because they, they have heat and they get food every day. <laughs> like they're, we're really poor. And my mom looked at me and she said, she said, yeah, Marissa, we are. Uh, but you have a decision to make. We all have choices, and you can be a victim or you can be victorious. So, my entrepreneurial journey started with my mom speaking literally life into me and asking one question Who are you going to be? Are you going to be a victim? Or are you going to be victorious? And it has shaped every decision forward in my life. So I want to speak to all the moms and dads and parents and people in authority and people in uh, opportunity of influence today. If you're a teacher, a coach, uh, you're anybody in that world, you can speak life or death over your people. You literally can. And the power of one good question is the difference maker. What are you What are you going to choose? So uh, years later then, I hear this quote by Zig Ziglar. Uh, I am looking for love in all the wrong places, <laughs> like the old country song. Uh, I'm 17 years old. I meet a boy. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a good little Baptist girl, right? And um, I get pregnant. And I have to tell my mom. And what do you do when you're a good little Baptist girl and you're 17? You get married. And so I got married. Uh, I'm 18 years old. I'm looking down at this baby girl. And I hear this quote by Zig Ziglar that said, if you help enough people get what they want, you can get what you want. And you can have your heart's desire. And I was like, "Well, what do people want?" So my aunt gave me a a, a start, and she said she come to town three days a week, and she was an insurance salesperson. And she come to town. And she had this box of index cards. Also, index cards. These are the things that you buy from Walmart for everybody that has a has is they have no idea what a Rolodex is. Okay, again, all you under under forty people, you're laughing. You're like, "What the heck's a Rolodex?" Google it. It's really, it's it'll be fun for you. Okay. So I get this Rolodex box of cards and, and she says, call the names on the card. And for every appointment you set, I'll give you $5. Now keep in mind, I'm collecting cans out of like ditches at this point uh, to, to collect enough aluminum cans to take to the aluminum can recycling center and get money to buy diapers for my baby girl. Uh, so when I say poor... <laughs> We, we didn't have nothing. We, we were, we were barely hanging on. And, um, anyway, uh, so she gave me the $5, uh, opportunity and I said, how many appointments a day can I set? And she said, well, 10. And I said, $5 times 10 appointment, that's 50 bucks a day. I'm like, all right, sister, (laughs) you're starting at eight and you, you ain't even getting a potty break. Okay. I just, I'm going to tell you, it'll be more than 10 because you just better smile and dial fast. And so we, um, that's where I started. And then I started in the insurance industry after that and, uh, and went from insurance into investments, into financial planning, into owning a multi million dollar eight figure financial services firm, uh, tax house insurance company, um, wealth management, you know, I manage about a billion dollars, uh, through my team, uh, and, and multiple other businesses.
0: Wow, so much power in in that opportunity, right? Being able to learn how to make phone calls, ask the ask for ask for what you're asking for on the call, yeah. and and schedule appointments. Um, there's there's a lot to be said for for what you learned in that.
1: Oh yeah, and and part of that for me was uh, the learn for it was she didn't gi- she didn't give me a hand out. She <laughs> gave me a hand up. Mm. So the difference maker for me, and I, I have a, I have a big dream, right? A big dream that we can end poverty. Like we can end poverty in your mind. We can end poverty in your pocketbook. We can end poverty in your soul. We can end poverty in your health. I believe very strongly that there are five forms of poverty and we can end all of them. If we get our head, right. If we Mm. we get our head right and our heart, right. Uh, and my, my aunt taught me, she gave me my start. She, um, She gave me a hand up and she said, if you do this, then uh, this is what you can have. And then now, now take this next step and now take this next step. And so you don't have to have all the steps for all of you entrepreneurs that are out here. You don't have to have all the steps, right? When you start. Just get good at something. So what's the one thing I had to get good at? I had to get good at smiling and dialing. I had to get good at getting to know people on the phone. I had to get good at asking good questions. What are the, what are the five questions that your business must ask? And the first question I'd ask you is, what problem do you solve? Mm. What problem does your business solve? Because when you meet the need for somebody and you meet the wants for somebody, you will absolutely live a rich life. And I'm not talking just about money. Money's part of it. That's awesome. I mean, it's fun. Makes the world go round, right? And get on a nicer seat on an airplane. But, or maybe have your own play airplane, which I guess would create a nicer seat. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just one, it's just one component of it. So.
0: Absolutely. So obviously you understand the value of connection. Yeah. What What would you say are some of the best tools for for making connection, building that
1: audience yeah so the first one is to listen to their needs and listen to more than what they're just saying uh, watch their actions uh, look at what's happening around them but listening is the number one thing that I would share and people go "Oh, that everybody says that uh, everybody says that because it's true okay so <laughs> like people go what's the new thing here it is let me give you the. let me give you the first step <laughs> Find out what's important to them, right? And that goes by asking good questions and then listening. Uh, How can I serve you? How can I help you? What's happening in your world? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? What is your vision for the future? Tell me about your family. Tell me about the things that are important to you. Here's a big one. What keeps you up at night? When you think Mm -hmm. about your business today, what keeps you up at night? What keeps your spouse up at night? If I could wave a magic wand and solve three problems for you, what would they be? Give me the order of importance. One, two, three. I mean, the, 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 the opportunities to listen are endless if you ask the right questions, especially those open-ended ones. And then the second thing I would share with you is follow up and follow through. Here's the thing in business. Uh, and I'll just use it just recently. Uh, I am I have uh, multiple construction. I own a lot of real estate and uh, you know, I, I love, it's the gift. There's three ways to make money and I'll, I'll share those with you in a minute, but the three ways to make money, one of those ways to make money is in real estate. So whether it's commercial building or self, you know, um, single family homes or multi-unit homes, whatever it is that you're doing. But anyway, I own a couple commercial buildings. Uh, one of my commercial buildings, I need to have a soundproof office built inside of that so I can, you know, go in there and do soundproof stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I want it, so I'm, I'm going to get a soundproof <laughs> office built. And then so anyway, um, so so I call a couple of construction people, well, I didn't, but someone on my team did, and, and out of those, only one out of the seven people we called, called us back. They, they, there's not even a call up, call back. So then, so then we we um interviewed, we called a few more, and we had two guys come in, and those two guys that came in of the two that came in, one came in, gave us a bid, the next one came in, never gave us a bid by the time we needed the bid for. Just you can have the job, dude, just give us the bid. <laughs> it's not hard like this it's not, and I don't negotiate price. If you say, "Hey, my price is this, this is the value that I'm willing to pay for that right on. I mean, it's really simple. it's write a check, right? So, anyway, I the guy calls back, I see him later out in the community and he says, "Oh, you know, I'm really sorry I didn't get I just got caught up on other things and I'm sorry I didn't call you back and can I still get a, you know, get a uh, you know, chance at the job?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I mean, you you didn't meet the deadline and so for me, uh, unfortunately, that follow-up and follow-through tells me about the type of work I'm going to receive once I hire you." Mm-hmm. So, as an entrepreneur, Ask yourself the question: Am I getting back to them? What's my rules? What's my standard operating procedure for getting back to somebody? Even if you don't have the answer, here's a big one. If you don't have the answer, I will get back to you by Friday, with or without every all the information I need. I'm gonna at least touch base with you and make sure you know you are on my radar, you are with me. 48 hours is my rule. 48 mm-hmm. hours. And and it will be me. It'll be someone on my team. We will have some type of update. If, even if the update is, hey, we're still researching that and we haven't heard back from X, Y, or Z, no problem. But people want to know that they matter. They want to know that you give a crap. I mean, it, as awful as that sounds, I mean, that's huge. Like, that's huge because every day we go through and people aren't seen and they aren't heard. So when you make them feel important and they know you're on my radar, and even, even today with you, I said, hey, I'm so, I started off the meeting with, Here's how I started this podcast interview today, guys. You're all going to giggle in the back. You're going to be like, really, lady? Yeah. I get on and I go, hey, I'm really sorry. I had to reschedule. I had a family emergency situation last Thursday. We were supposed to do this interview. The very first thing that I did other than, hi, how's it going? And can you hear me? (laughs) I did one of those can you hear me now commercials. I said, man, I'm really sorry. I had to reschedule. Thank you. Thank you for your patience with me in you know real life i didn't give him all i didn't give a bunch of excuses i didn't tell him what was happening in my family emergency i didn't take take him through all that stuff i just said hey two things number one i recognize i took time from his schedule last week number two i recognize that he had a opportunity to say you stink or i forgive you and let's move forward right Amen. and i and so huge in business huge in business any well, entrepreneur huge. that's listening needs that so
0: well, and and really, what you're talking about is character, right? It it, yeah. it reflects your character if you don't show up, or you don't follow up, and you know turn a bid in. Like you could have the job if you just did the did the work. Yeah. And it's not even work making it hard to do. It's work you should be doing every day. And imagine the number of bids you're missing because because you're just not turning them in on time. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk some more about character. How? How important is character as an entrepreneur, character development even, you know, for an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, I don't, I have contracts because I have multiple companies. You, you will never need a contract with me. <laughs> and and people that do business with me know you don't need a contract with me because when I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Right. So character for me, I, I, we've got core values. And in one of my companies, we, as a team have set our core values. And as a visionary for that organization, I've said, um, this is important. Our people need to know what the vision of our organization is. And I believe where there is no vision, the people will perish. Right. We know this, we know this people's souls die a little bit when every day, when they don't know why they exist, how they fit and why we need you. Mm. Right. I need my people to know why we need you. I need my clients to know why we need you. I need my clients to know you're not you're in this with me. You are not alone. I got your back. I got people. I have personally trained these advisors that are, are working through what is your entire financial life and, and other things. Um, so character as part of that is the core values. Why do you exist and what what do you stand for? You know, there's lots of books written on this. Um Daniel Pink has some, I mean, there's there's lots of books written on this, but here's the question I ask is, what do you really stand for? So we've got five core values. They are written everywhere around our office. You can repeat them verbatim. We have defined exactly what it means because sometimes when you hear the word, it means something to some person and something mm-hmm. to someone else, right? So we actually defined, we did a full culture training on this and people say, well, I, I don't have time for stuff like that. Well, that's like, When i was in a little girl i I grew up in a, a little baptist church in uh max north dakota right so farm kid max north dakota we'd go to church on sunday and they they would sing this little song about the wise man built his house upon the rock and the foolish man built his house upon the sand and the rains came down and the winds came in and blah 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 you know what happened to the foolish guy right house got washed away what happened to the wise man's house it was built on the rock the rock held true now the rock is your core values so what are you building on because if you as a builder don't have a solid foundation underneath that beautiful home you have now built it's going to crumble it's going to it's going to be absorbed into the ground every time the rains come you're dead like it's done. You just put a million bucks into something that's that's literally going to crumble around your face. So, uh core values, what are they? What are your core values? So for us it's, you know, team and integrity and service. What is the what are that what does that mean? Innovation and hope. And people go, "Hope is your core value?" Yes. Hope is my core value. It is one of my core values in what is my largest organization today that I've been entrusted with. And It's helping other people evolve and giving them the knowledge. That's the acronym, right? Helping other people evolve and giving them the knowledge and giving them the peace that they are not alone.
0: Mm, We're in
1: this together, no matter what. So, you know, when I have to sit next to that client who is going through cancer today or drive out in the middle of the night, uh, to help that family that's going through this thing, or one of my advisors do the same, uh, or we're jumping on a phone call at nine o'clock on a Friday night because there was a a family tragedy or an issue and somebody just got airlifted to XYZ. That's our job, but it's not just a job, it's a mission. Mm -hmm. And when you get your people in on the mission, I don't care if it's independent contractors that you have working for you, sell the mission sell the mission. It's because it's part of the character of your company. And then they know, can I trust you? You know, John Maxwell says, and I know you're a John Maxwell, uh, you're a John Maxwell guy too. So I love this about you. Um, You know, John Maxwell says, people are asking the questions. Can, do you care for me? Can I trust you? Can you help me? And when you can answer those three questions in your business, it is a sign of your character.
0: Absolutely. And I, I love that you you've taken your values and you've written them everywhere, right? Because there's this idea, and I, in fact, I just spoke to a client an hour before this meeting, and 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 he's like, "Well, I know my values." I was like, "Well, then what are they?" Well, you know, they're up here. <laughs> I'm like, you know, he's got this yeah. idea, and I'm like, "No, that's not good enough. You've got to write them down. You've got to put them everywhere, and 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 you've got to tell your people about them, and then you got to tell all your clients about them, and and these are the reason you're making the decisions that you're making." Yeah, and I know that you have them. But until you articulate them and and share them, you're winging it.
1: <laughs> and and what's you know, um, I, I have a I have multiple coaches, but one of my coaches uh, had had such a great statement, and I literally wrote it down. It's on the front of my iMac here, taped to my iMac. So all of you Apple users that are freaking out, you taped something to an iMac, you know, because <laughs> people that are iMac users, they're like everything spit shine, you know, not me. I got stuff taped all over this sucker. Um, he he said to me, you do not leave valuable things unattended. Mm. When you go to the beach, do you leave your, if you're in a foreign country, let's say you go, let's say you go to Mexico. Let's, let's <laughs> use Mexico right now. You go to Mexico and you, you have, um, uh, your grandmother's wedding ring passed down for the last two generations on your hand. You have your passport, you have all your cash, your cell phone and your baby your baby and you just decide i'm gonna go for a swim i'm just gonna leave all that stuff on the beach by itself you don't leave valuable things unattended and when you leave your values unattended by not keeping them keeping them right in front of your eyeballs every day you've left them unattended mm. so write that stuff out you're like what are your core values? In fact, I'm I'm sure you've got a, you've got a values list that you can share with your clients on this. I'm I'm sure you do that. Uh, so you want to reach out to him afterwards. You want to say, dink, ding dink, What email would they, what email would they go to to find you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So so you want to go ding ding ding. I need to reach out to him and get that values list so I can give me my top five core values, and write that sucker out. It says because at the end of the day. Your values do two things for you. They ground you, its roots, and its wings. Mm. They ground you and they guide you. And then you can say, is this a match for me or not a match?
0: Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So good. So obviously, you you grew up super poor and, and yeah. had this... How did you push through the the poverty mindset? And you talked about the five areas of of getting rich, and I know that's a big big part of that. Would you just mm-hmm. share how you made that journey for yourself, and how you help others make that journey?
1: Yeah, so I've spent almost thirty years, and I know what you're thinking. If if anybody's, this is a podcast, so you can't see how young I look.
0: <laughs> you are you are gorgeous. We'll just say. they 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 they, they don't know what they're missing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a podcast, but I I look about twenty. Not oh, well, it's okay, thirty-two, whatever. But I've been doing this for almost thirty years, right? And actually, way longer than that. In the industry for thirty years, but way longer than that because it really started the day I heard the Zig Ziglar quote. Mm-hmm it it started with that it started with something that i began to read and then i began to consume everything from leadership books from written by john maxwell i mean it, the very first book uh, that i fell in lo- absolutely fell in love with that john wrote was today matters um, and, and so I, and he's not the only, I mean, I, if you can't see it behind you, but I have, I have literally a library and, and I've got a library in each of my homes. Um, and when I say each of them, I have three different homes in different parts of the world. And, uh, and that library is a great reminder. So everything from Stephen Covey, you know, begin with the end in mind. I heard that and it sticks, right? And then you say it enough and you go, Oh, okay. And and then you talk about things like atomic habits, which are newer books that have come out now, but there is, that's really where my journey started. I was a poor kid. I, um, I didn't have, uh, the ability to go into like sports or those kind of things. Cause I, we couldn't afford tennis shoes or, um, uniforms. And then we had to pay for that stuff in school back in the day. And so, Like I did speech and debate (laughs) and I had a really good, uh, I had a really good drama teacher who gave me a bunch of books about how to get good and communication and things like that. And I'm so incredibly grateful for it because if I didn't have all the communication background, I don't know that I would have kind of got to that place. Right. Uh, Eventually. But I think there's two, it's the coming back to when you first start out, how did I get to here? It's a long 30 year road, like it's a long 30 year road. But I will say one of the things that is really important to me is to have high performance habits, and I look at every day as a massive gift. And why I look at every day as a massive gift um, is if you've ever gone through loss, then you realize that every day really does matter. And my grandfather used to say to me, um, you know, every day you wake up above ground is a gift. And I didn't realize what grandpa was saying until, uh, my fiance got sick in 2015 and he called me, I was a tradition girl. He lived in his house. I lived in mine. Uh, and he calls me and he says, babe, I can't walk. And I said, what, what do you mean you can't walk? And he said, well, I I can't walk. So we, we go, I rush over to his house. Um, a few hours later, they tell us he is head to toe full of cancer, Mm. full of cancer. And we then, get airlifted and we spend the next three months I spend the next three months sleeping in a hospital chair next to him and his perspective on life uh, really convicted me actually. And, and so these five core areas of life, uh everything changed for me in the last 10 years i can tell you everything has changed because I yes i've built an empire and i've had lots of people have helped me along the way and we all drink from somebody else as well there's a lot of stuff to that but i will say the last 10 years have probably been the most significant for me and much of that happened it came out of uh, the death of a dream uh the death of my divorce uh i was married for 21 years and I expect to be married until Jesus takes me home. And at the end of the day, uh, that ain't always your choice, baby. <laughs> like you, You might wake up one day and get some papers and you go, well, wait a minute, what just happened here? I thought we were like in it together, but we weren't. And so when you go from we to me, you, you learn who you are. And it's, it's who I became through the last 10 years. And I began to focus on what's my personal growth journey, the emotional side of that. Am I whole? Because I will never go into another relationship not whole. Hmm. People say, well, he's the half to my whole. And I go, you have lost your freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why you've lost your freaking mind. Okay, here you go. Because when you come, what you just told me is that you are a deficit. Hmm. You only came half full for him or for her. You got to come full, baby. You got to come. You got, sweetheart, you got to come full. You don't get to come half full. I believe come together right on, but you got to come full. And Mm. together you can do better than one in that moment. But if you come empty and you expect them to make you happy, uh, that's 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? And then I meet this amazing man. Uh, He gets cancer and he would look at me every single day. And he would say, good morning, my beautiful, perfect, sweet angel. Mm. And he would say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And he had, he had epic cancer. Like uh, there were two 30 year nurses on that floor and they said, we've never seen anything like this. We can't believe that he's still, we can't believe that he's still number one, smiling and number two, that he's alive because he should have been dead, you know. Three days after that surgery, he should have been dead. The first surgery, then the second surgery, then the third surgery. And, but he was an ex army ranger and he would get up. And I had told him before we went in, um, I don't want to be married again. Right. And he said, ah, You're going to marry me one day. And we were giggling one day because he looked over and he's just, just rolling, he's just giggling, and I said, "What are you? What are you giggling for?" He said, "This is awesome." I said, "Wait a minute, you, 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 you have cancer everywhere. You have had chemo and radiation, and it's epic and it's awful." And uh, and he said, "Well, yeah, but I'm winning." And I said, "Help me out here. How are we winning?" He said, "Well, now you got to say yes because you can't be the girl that doesn't marry the guy that has cancer." And I went, this is what you're thinking about in the middle of fighting for your life? Are you kidding me? But but he understood perspective and grit. Mm-hmm. And he understood the things that are most important in life. Relationships. There are five core areas that I begin to focus on in that moment. Emotional, relational, spiritual. How am I connected to my absolute source for everything? Physical whether you're in great health or things are failing at this moment and financial and financial is what I'm known for because of course, you know, I help people, um, take control in their businesses. I help them get things organized and get it in order and create a plan and a GPS, a guided planning system for their life. But I do it not just with finances, which is what I'm trained in and I'm certified in and I'm licensed for and, you know, all over the world. But, um, in this area of personal, you know, how do I bring the whole picture together? We need to have a guided planning system for our life. And if you just wake up and see wherever the wind blows you today, the wind is going to blow you around and it is going to hurt like uh, like a box of rocks inside of a dryer. (laughs) Okay. You are not going to feel good if you got inside of a dryer with a box of rocks. And that's what happens every day we get up and we, we go, well, we have no direction. <laughs> and I say to myself, well, could you have a direction? What would that look like for you? So a guided planning system is really where I help people start in that area. And it's, what's the state of your life in each one of those areas? Let's, let's find out where are you at now? Look on the roadmap, where are you at now? Where's your mind tell you you're at? Because there's a whole lot of junk that you've been listening to. Like, like rich people are bad, <laughs> Like, you know, the root of all evil is money. No, no, no. It does not say that. Don't take it out of context. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Right? So if, if you love anything more than, you know, that connection, but again, I'm not being preachy. I'm just saying that's the stuff that I've learned over 30 years and I've helped thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of small business owners um, because, if you're sitting and listening to this and you're saying, uh, I'm enslaved, right? I lack time, money, and energy to live life rich. I see it every single day. And you say to yourself, well, that sounds really great, Marissa, but how do you do that? Right? And and I I created a guided planning system, which my clients have been using for 25 years. I've uh, been in the industry 30 years. It took me five years to figure out my head for my tail. And then after that, I was like, all right, this is what we're doing. And so for 25 years, I've been helping guide people with um, everything from our daily habits and our disciplines to what decisions we make and why do we make them. And what what junk are you buying? What The enemy of your soul, Here, you've got people listening right now, the enemy of your soul, I'm speaking to you, says to you. What do you do to deserve that? You make more money than your parents ever did. They're saying to you, you don't deserve that because you did this, this, and this. The enemy of your soul is whispering in your ear, you are not enough. You are too fat. You are too short. You are too skinny. You are too tall. You are too broke. You are too educated. You are not educated enough. You are all of these things. And what I'm going to tell you is that we got to shut that voice up, gag it, and then drown it. (laughs) And you got to drown it out. With I am enough, I am smart, I am sourced, I am resourced, I am called, I am equipped, I have everything I need, I have the information I need, the sources are being sent around me, the voices are being sent around me. You have everything you need. Mm. You have it. It's there. It is waiting. We must, we must take it. We must open up our hands and say, yes, I am here. Yes.
0: So good. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Add Value to Life Coaching and their Inner Circle Team Coaching with a new team forming in January. Limited seats are available. Apply during the month of December to be a part of this group coaching program. It can be found at addvalue2life.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. <laughs> so good. I absolutely believe that you know, we allow those dream killers, right? we even, even for people that aren't connected to the source, the dream comes in there and, and, Oh, well, I could never do that. Yeah. That's not for me. You you just don't understand Marissa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I would believe that if I hadn't lived it thousands and thousands of times, if I hadn't sat with you thousands and thousands of times, I would believe that. Right. Cause I would say, well, maybe I'm just an anomaly Maybe maybe you know maybe I'm just an anomaly that I came from literally eight kids my mom in a trailer court no heat in a North Dakota winter surrounding ourselves with sleeping bags and blankets as my mom nailed blankets and towels to the windows and to the walls and we slept around a kerosene lantern for heat in the winter maybe I would believe that but I don't have a fancy um I have I have PhDs in economics that work with me and for me on my team. I, I've i never gone to college. I manage a billion dollars and we are good at it. We are. We as a team are really, really good at it. But I've got 30 years of business expense and we've got grit and we've got this works and this doesn't work. And it starts with your head. Mm-hmm. It starts with your heart. Um, there's a very, um, For me, there's a a very poignant uh, area of of text of of scripture that talks about, you know, putting on your armor. And I have systems, structures, and strategies to armor my clients. Battle up, baby, because it's coming. You're either in a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're going into a storm. That is life. We don't, life doesn't get easier, newsflash, life does not get easier. We got to get better Mm because stuff happens. Uh, you know, and, and this season that I'm in, I'm raising a two and a half year old and a one and a half year old for my grandchildren. I'm raising my grandchildren right now, running multiple businesses. Uh, and one of them has many, many special needs issues. And so, um, if you say, well, I could never do that. Yes, you can. Let's let's talk about how you can. Let's talk about what do you need. Let's talk about what you have. the The simple things that make you unique, your talents, your gifts, who you know, who wants to help you because they do. They're waiting for you just to ask. They really are. They really are just waiting. Like you just have to ask. Like, how did How did I come on your podcast today? I asked. Right. Super simple. And, 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 and now we're here with you as you're driving or making dinner or sitting at your desk. And at the end of the day, I'd ask you is who do you need to ask for help today? Mm. Who is around you that you look at where they're at and you say, man, there's, there's that thing in them. I want, I see that's where I want to be. That's, that's something I can identify with. I'm, I'm good at these things. Or who sees it in you and says, I'll help you develop that. That's what you are. I mean, you're a developer, right? You help mm. develop people. Absolutely. You help them break through all the junk in their head that says, you know what? I'm not good enough and I don't do this. And who am I to, that whole who am I thing, man, I... <laughs> that's a tough one, right? That's a tough one for all of us. And it's, and it, by the way, that doesn't go away. <laughs> I still carry a baseball bat in the back of my Jeep. I grew up in the courts, right? Like I grew up, I grew up with, you know, people on drugs and the prostitution ring four, do, four doors down, right? I still carry a baseball bat in the back of my car. I am a multi million dollar philanthropist. <laughs> Carrying a baseball bat. You got to be kidding me, lady. But I think, okay, you know, those, those, um, those habits, those things that we put into our world, they run deep. And why, you know, Voltaire says, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? And do you still believe it?
0: Mm-hmm. Challenging our beliefs is, can be, can be really hard because most of the time we don't, we don't question, we don't know we don't even know where they came from half the time yeah. right especially our beliefs yeah. about money or our beliefs about our own abilities um those seeds could have been planted by a teacher by a parent by and until you say what do you mean when that voice comes up in your head until you ask it what well, what are you trying to say you know you challenge it and 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 then then you re- you realize oh wait now i recognize that voice that's that was my my parent or that was my teacher that said something yeah. about me that 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 I've allowed to affect my identity for for 20 to 30 years or more. And and, and we never challenged that. And so it, that's a, that's a really rooted thing. Right. Being able to challenge that belief. Yeah. we Talked about a couple things in there. Right. Mentors asking for a mentor. Right. How, how do you how do you ask somebody? Right. How do you find somebody that 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 is where you want to be? And ask them to help you. That's
1: a great question. Uh, Love that, by the way. And I think that there are different levels of mentors as well. So the first thing is, is I would ask you, what values do you hold dear? And what qualities do you want? What qualities do you want people to see in you? Hmm. And who must you become? Who must you become to be that person? Because that, once you have the who, then the how will reveal itself. And when I say reveal itself, that sounds very like, ooh, do, 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 do. like okay, I'm practical. I'm a real practical person. Um, when I was starting out, I didn't have business mentors. So I started uh, asking questions about leadership when I was leading my teams and beginning to grow my company and hire people and do that. So I went to this little place called The Library. Cause that was back in the day before Barnes and Noble. Okay. Or you could just buy all the books you want or like iBooks on my iPad where you could buy like everything from anywhere. Uh, so we went to this thing called a library and they gave you this card and I got there for free. It was awesome. Like 10 bucks a year. You could get all the knowledge you wanted. Um, so I started with books as my first mentor and I started mm. really young. I was 17, 18 years old and I started consuming, okay, who, what do I need to become? What do I need to become that question? And what do people want? I wrote down all the things that I thought people want. And then I began to ask people what, what kind of, what are the top, what are the three things that if I could solve those three problems, what are the three things that keep you up at night? What are the things that are recurring? I started asking that question at 18, 19 years old from people. What's most important to you about your life? And is that reflected in your daily schedule? So asking for a mentor, if if you're not going to start with like a book or something like that, is first of all, Here's my car road test. Could I sit in a car with them from North Dakota to Florida? Oh, nice. Okay. Now, if I couldn't do that, I don't want you to mentor me. <laughs> That's
0: my first, <laughs> I know it's really dumb. You're like, ah, it's so practical, but it's practical. It's really practical. We call it the beer test. That's the other way you consider it. If I'm not going to sit down and have a beer with you, why on earth would I want to listen to you?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The beer test. I'm with you. You, you, you gotta have a, you gotta have a piece to that to say, is it somebody that I want to emulate? Is it someone that I want to follow? Like, and I'm not talking about followers on Facebook right now. I'm talking about This is somebody as a leader, I would, I would want to take on those characteristics of that person. Um, And then what skills do they have that I need or want to develop? That's the next question you should ask yourself before you ask for a mentor. What skills do they have? Because then when you go to them, you will say to them, you have these skills, and I see them, and you're really freaking good at it. Can you show me how to be really freaking good at it? Can you tell me what books did you read? What should I do? What things do you see in me that are holding me back? It's a great question. I ask it to my mentors now. What things do you see in me at this stage right now in my world that are blind spots? What things do you see that are holding me back? What things do you see that I could be doing differently, learning differently, becoming differently to get me from where I am to where I want to be? Um, and those are questions I ask. I actually have a whole mentorship part on how to ask, what do you do when you're being mentored? What are the questions? I have a leadership, uh, piece. So if you go to my website, you can, you can pick that up, but it's the three sets of questions, questions to ask yourself, questions that are to ask those who are leading you and mentoring you and questions to ask those you are leading or mentoring.
0: So good. Thank you for for sharing that, and that'll be in yeah. the description. So feel free to, to look in the description, grab her website, and we'll definitely put that out there. The other thing you mentioned was philanthropy. Yeah. How, how is contribution? Obviously, that's a huge swing, right? To go from sleeping in a trailer with eight kids, no no blankets, no not a lot of not a lot of hope, <laughs> really, yeah. to to being able to be a philanthropist and and share that with the world.
1: Um, so one mindset piece in there is it's the somebody, anybody concept, right? If somebody is out there doing it, then anybody mm. could do it.
0: Our friend Wallace D. Waddles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. Yeah.
1: The science of getting rich, right? Yeah. Yeah. Waddles, Waddles was on to something, buddy. I mean, Wattles, <laughs> good job. I mean, like, I'm, I'm hoping he's in heaven one day. I'm gonna high five that guy. I'd be like, good job, Waddles.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Absolutely.
1: But there's a, there's a part to that where you ask yourself, if somebody out there is doing it, then anybody can do it. And if anybody can do it, then I can do it. Mm. I just need to know what they did, know and do what they did and do it better.
0: Ooh, so good.
1: So how do I get better? How do I do that and get better? So that, by the way, is not a competition with somebody else. That, for me, is... I'm in competition with myself every single day. I'm going to ask, how are you going to get better today? And I do that uh, in a couple steps. The first one I do is I do a five minute journal every morning uh, and every evening. I've got a reflection journal and actually I haven't made this public, uh, but you can go to like literally your own five minute journal and get them on on there. But uh, I'll have that being released in uh, March of 2022, my own private journal of what do I do in my monthly reflections, my annual reflections and my daily reflections. What do I do? Uh, where nice. I start my day and where I end my day, and it happens every single day. I've been doing it for years. Anyway, um, going into into that conversation about your day, one question I'd ask you is, you know, if you want to overcome that that mindset issue, how do you go from poor to abundance mindset? Is you start giving giving, you start giving, and people say, "Well, I don't have the money to give." Great, um, you gotta. And, and I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to be no BS with you today. If, if you want more to flow in through and to you, my mother was, had eight kids at home, $700 a month is what she had coming in when we were being raised, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, $700 a month, eight kids, no heat you with me? North Dakota. It's freaking cold here. It is really cold here. And my mom, every single month gave $70 a month in this thing called
0: tithe,
1: Mm. $70 a month. And then if she got anything extra, she would give a gift over on top of that. And she said to me, the blessing can pour in, through, and to us if we are faithful. And this is my part of putting it back to where I know it was given to me. And every single month when we would think, okay, we don't have enough. We we don't have gas in the car. We don't have food. I remember the first Christmas, you know, we we had no food. Horn of plenty shows up and brings us Christmas dinners. And um, people brought us toys and people brought, I mean, you name it. It just always showed up every single month for mom. And so she taught me the value of tithe and the tithe is 10 percent. i give first fruits of everything i give first fruits first fruits of my day that's my time i give first fruits of my money i give first fruits of my health Mm. i give first fruits of my spiritual time it's first fruits of everything because you'll know them by the fruit they produce Mm. you got a crappy tree it produces no apples right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got a fruitful tree, you got abundance. That's what it means. It's real simple stuff. It isn't It isn't. It isn't easy. It's hard. Because when you look at it and you say, I have $2,000 a month coming in, Marissa, that means $200. How am I going to do that? And I and I would share with you the risk you run of not doing that is that you will never be more than $2,000 a month. Hmm. I can't out it now. I literally just met with my accountant this morning and I said, um, I need to give this much. And he said, well, how are you going to do that? And I said, I don't know. Let's go figure it out. I'm going to do it. I just want you to know this check is going to be written before the end of December it's happening. (laughs) And he said, and, and I said, did I, did I not double my earnings from the year before? And he went, Well, yeah, you did double your earnings. And I said, what did I give last year? I said, did I not double what I gave last year? And then this happened. Now, you don't do that because you don't do that because. But the more that flows into you, the more that flows through you. So that in, to, and through. Shoot. I'd like to give away 90, right? Mm. Cause I that can live so on the awesome. 10. I can live on the 10 right now and I'm giving away, you know, 50. I'm giving away 50. That's so, so, awesome. so you have to ask the question. Um, and when you say giveaway, I absolutely do not just give away. I invest in now. Here's the difference between for us. What are you investing in? What are you investing your time money and energy in because this is the part where if you create that standard of living for yourself, if you've got a GPS for your life, you've got a GPS for your finances, you've got a GPS for generosity and tithing, um, you will be blessed beyond measure. God gave me a mountain in 2018 and during the pandemic, um, we have a retreat center in Costa Rica and we everything was shut down. We refunded all of our Airbnb uh, clients that were there. We refunded that couldn't come in. And so I said, okay, but we still have an entire staff that we're paying all the people on the mountainside. There isn't some social economic program there where you get, you know, food stamps or you get uh, benefits from the government. You just, you just starve and die, right? That's how that works in a third world country. You just starve and die. And I said to my business partner there, um, we, we got to continue to pay everyone there on the, just keep everything going keep everything going. Like there's people there. And he said, um, okay, I trust you. And he said, you, you do realize we don't, we don't have the money to do that. I said, yeah, we do. It's coming. So not only do we have, not only do we have that expense, but then we get, then we get this call that says, Hey, the mountain right next to the mountain you guys already own, uh, that has, uh, $250,000 worth of teak has come up for sale. Teak is a, a, a fancy tree a lumber. And, uh, and they said, we'd like to sell it to you. And and we said, well, why would you like to do that? That doesn't make any sense. And they were like, we don't know why either. We're just we'd like to sell it to you. And, and, and so now we have a second mountain with a bunch of trees that are being harvested to pay a bunch of bills <laughs> from COVID. And so you, you giggle, but you go, you can't make it up. You're like, oh, they got to be kidding me. Nope, you can't make it up. That is that is how it works. And you cannot explain it. It just comes to pass. And, and that consistency of your behavior, your obedience to say, this is who I am. And I'm going to ask you, who are you? Who are you? Are you generous or are you tight? Mm. Do you give or do you hold on to? Do you release or do you suppress? Do you set free or do you enslave? And we are enslaved by our own fear, self-doubt, past our own junk, our own history, and even the junk that somebody spoke into us years ago. So yeah, I'm a big fan of be generous and find little ways to do it. Do it with your time, do it with your money, do it with your energy, do it with your Mm -hmm. gifts, do it with your skills.
0: So good, so good. All right, you mentioned raising your grandchildren now. And so let's talk about the blessings of being an entrepreneur and raising a family.
1: Oh, man. So all of you that are raising young children out there. So I did this once, right? <laughs> I have a 30-year-old, a 25-year-old, and a 21-year-old. So I've been down this uh, road before. Um, and I didn't expect to be in this place. But there's this is the blessings of being an entrepreneur. The unexpected things that come your way. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to, and I actually even named my company, one of my companies, that freedom financial group, I named it freedom because I wanted freedom in my life and I wanted freedom for other people. I wanted financial freedom. I wanted the ability for them to be free in their minds and their bodies and where they were at in the world and have the ability for them to say, I will not be held captive to your, to my past, no matter where I came from, that doesn't be where it doesn't mean I have to stay in that place. Um, So the blessings of having my grandkids today is um, two things. Number one, I'm learning obedience in a whole nother way. I'm also learning to live on a whole heck of a lot less sleep. So (laughs) there's that. No, no sleep. Um, But I'm learning to ask for help again. I'm also learning to really prioritize. I'm learning to prioritize because a year ago I was a jet setter. I would say, oh, I'm going to go to Switzerland next week. I literally would just get on a plane, go to Switzerland, see my friend Astrid Meyer, or, you know, I got a couple of friends that work at the UN. So um, that is the life I was living. Right. And, and now I'm like, wait a minute, do we have the diaper bag? Do we have the extra diapers? Do we have a wipe? Where's the sippy cup? God forbid that we ran out of honey nut Cheerios.
0: And that's just to get to Walmart.
1: (laughs) Oh, and then you get to Walmart and you're like in out done 45 minutes. We have got to be out of this. And that is time in line and everything. Right. (laughs) So, you know, it's a, it's a moment. And, um, one of the hugest blessings for me, hugest is not a word I know, but whatever. I'm not an author. uh, Everybody knows what it meant. Thank you. One of the, one of the most beautiful blessings for me is that I can, the life that you're living right now, the work that you're putting in today, if I, if I quit everything, and just was and said, I'm, I'm not going to do any of these other things, but just raise the grandchildren full time, which would probably get me a whole lot more sleep, actually. Um, if I just did that, the blessings of that is it's financial independence. I am financially independent. Uh, and I've created those sources and those funnels of income. It's some of the things that I teach my clients is you got to have three funnels of income in your business. You know, you, you work on your business. and and that's one way that you invest. You work on other people's businesses and and invest in other people's businesses. That's things like stock market and those types of things. And then the third way that you make money is you invest in things like real estate, the residual income that comes off of those things. And so residual income can be all in all three areas of your business if you've designed that business correctly. And it's one of the things I show people how to do is use their resources in a way where they can position their profits to, to multiply their money. I believe you as an entrepreneur here are only five years away from financial freedom five years you are you are only five years away from financial freedom and having the right plan with the right positioning to make that happen so, so if you're if you're there and you're saying well I'm making fifty thousand dollars a year hundred thousand dollars a year in my business I would tell you you're, you're missing the boat you're in the wrong you're in the wrong room you are in the wrong room and today you're in the right room because you're listening to this show uh, and, and it's about getting around the right mindset, people, because you are literally five years away from financial freedom. And when you are, you can bless everyone around you that you love. So look at their faces. I look at my little hazel bug and I look at my little Luca man and Luca at 18 months old wraps his little chubby arms around me, puts his messy hands with his messy Cheerios into grandma's hair. And I think to myself, thank you, God, I am financially free. Because if I was worried about money on top of the OT appointments, the PT appointments, the speech therapy appointments, mm-hmm. the doctor's appointments, the 10 appointments a week, who, who can do that? I was blessed to be a blessing. And now I've been completely positioned to be the mom that they need in this moment, the grandmom that they need in this moment, until their parents are ready to come back into their world and make that happen.
0: Mm, So good. So you you talk about designing the life that you love or designing around designing your business around the life that you want. Yes. What's the first couple steps? steps?
1: I think the first part is the state of your life. Where are you at right now? Getting getting a real clear picture about. Where are you at right now? Financially, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, physically, all of those things. And, and that's the first step for me is where are you at right now? And then the next question is, even if you don't know exactly where you want to be, can you, can you take an, one or two action steps? Because I believe, and I say it every single day, we do round tables. We do values-based round tables in our, in our firm for many, many years. Uh, but small actions, write this one down you want to get this one this one's this one's good this one (laughs) the rest of it whatever give or take but this one here change your life stuff i got you ready okay small actions over time lead to great change
0: Mm, so good
1: small actions over time lead to great change. And it it happens with your money. It happens with your time. It happens with your relationships. If you came in every single day and you kissed your wife and you said, Hey, babe, you look great. That smells awesome. If she's making dinner or wow, how was your day? And you stopped for a minute. You looked her in the eyes, you grabbed her hands in yours. And you said, how was your day? I missed you. I don't care if you've been married three minutes or 35 years. That woman is going to look at you like you are a hero and not a zero. Okay. Okay she's going to be like, yeah, I love that guy. I love him. But if you come in as an entrepreneur and you're going three miles an hours with your face on fire and you got 87 to do's yet still to do, and you're ticked off at the world because you didn't get half the things done in your project list that was supposed to be done today. And you go, okay, wait, 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 babe. I can't handle one more thing. As soon as I'm done with this call, hold on. I just got to call Jerry back. As soon as I'm done with this call, then we can talk. She's going to look at you like you're a zero. So what's the first thing we need to do? We need to take care of where are you at right now and then prioritize. What are you leaving on your beach unattended? Mm. I asked you the question earlier, what's on your beach unattended today? Your wallet is the worst of the ideas. It's everything else that really matters. Mm. It's one of those, right? But you wouldn't leave your open laptop with all your passwords on the beach, would you? You wouldn't do it. You don't leave valuable things unattended. So uh, the second thing is baby, maybe, but yeah, the baby, maybe it depends on that day. Did that child (laughs) sleep at night or not? I'm I'm just kidding. If you're CPS, I was totally kidding. Um, (laughs) Totally kidding. Uh, So you, you ask the questions, where are you at now? What's most important to me? Third question is what keeps me up at night? And then you go through a four-step process. Um, it's one of the things that I do in a DIY program that I have a, 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 a do it yourself. It's a, it's a a short mini course and I teach, here's the exact questions you need to start with. And one of the first ones is I I start in the area of finance because it's the easiest measurable thing that you do today. It's super simple, right? people go, finance is not simple. We hate that Marissa. Yeah, I know. But if you know the, if you know the, if you know the system, the structure and strategy, it can be simple. So anyway, you Mm -hmm. take this, process and you say okay what's the what's important to me here and you get organized and the first thing is you determine what are your goals and objectives and that's where we we help you and that's part of that state of the union instead of your life and where you at then the second thing is that you determine where do you want to be what are the goals where do I want to be what does that look like what are my priorities and then the, then you develop a plan right super simple you develop a plan and, and we help you do that and then the Next step on that four-step four process, step number three, is that you implement, you actually take the action steps, put the stuff on your calendar, do what you need to do, email the accountant, get the cash flow in order, separate your business from personal expenses, you know, clean up on aisle five stuff. I call it clean up on aisle five. If you've ever, you ever been in a grocery store and they go, clean up on aisle five, please. Yeah, we're gonna do a little clean up on aisle five practical stuff that needs to be done if you want to live life rich and then step number five is after you've implemented then you monitor and navigate so you monitor what's working what isn't and you navigate you course correct as things go through so i'm all about navigation systems i'm all about a gps about creating a guided planning system for your life and that isn't done just by you you know it's you and siri today right so it's (laughs) And and you start asking the questions when you get in your car. Where am I going? What direction? Otherwise, you're just going round and round and round in a circle. And there used to be a little song: um, "She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes," and you, she's be, she's coming around the mountain nine hundred times. <laughs> Maybe you ought to stop and ask for some directions.
0: <laughs> Except unless you're in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. There's Don't that. ask for directions in Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah.
1: Unless you speak Spanish, you are out of luck.
0: Even even then, they will give you directions to wherever they want you to go, and it's our rule was ask five people, and if two of them are close, then maybe they maybe you go that way.
1: Well done, my friend. That's you see, so you figured it out because otherwise, you're going to end up at their cousin's kitchen, oh, uh, and, and you're yeah. going to end up at their cousin's house eating dinner, and they're nope. going to charge you twenty five bucks for it. It's funny.
0: And and it's just because they don't want to tell you they don't know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> they don't know where you want to go and but they'll still give you directions anyway it's the craziest thing
1: i love it i love it so much it's so true
0: (laughs) so good all right you mentioned the big dream already normally i'd ask about the big dream but what inspires marissa
1: man i want to help live i want to help people live life rich Mm. i want to help them I, i want to i want to i want i want you to know when you leave here today that the world needs you rich They don't just want you rich. The world needs you rich. Your family needs you rich. Your friends need you rich. Your church needs you rich. Your community needs you rich. Your entire inner circle of people that surround you every single day need you rich. Every piece of poverty that's important to you, whether it's feed the children or, you know, fund the dolphins, whatever it is, they need you rich because your generosity in time, money, and spirit, your energy is what we need mm. we need sweet you rich sweet. and so the big dream is this that one of you if if just one of you say yes i want to be a hope dealer because there's there's drug dealers out there there's junk dealers there's there's all sorts of dealers right i'm a hope dealer oh, so i want to help other people evolve because someone and many 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 many, many someones helped me along the way many mm. of them And I had to learn how to ask in the right way and how to serve and how to give and how to receive. Um, And in the end, that's a rich life, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, physically, financially. That is a rich life when you can have a holistically rich life. I know a lot of multi, multi, multi-millionaires that are the most broke, unhappy people I've ever met. Hmm. And I know people that are living in middle-income America that are some of the happiest, well-adjusted, in the game people i've ever met
0: Mm, so good yeah so all right young young entrepreneurs sitting across you guys just finished lunch coffee and had a great conversation you're gonna leave them with marissa's words of wisdom
1: yeah so here's what i would say to you what's your plan where's your gps taking you today Where's your GPS taking you today? And here's the last thing I'm going to share with you is if you want to know more about that, of course, you can go. I've got a podcast called Live Life Rich. I've got a website, MarissaNielsen.com, which I'm sure he's going to put in the link when we're done here. If you go there, I have a bunch of resources that you can get. But I also have a free thing for you today, and it's 15 ways to create some cash in your businesses today. 15 practical Mm. strategies for you to create cash. It's a a mini teaching that I've done. Uh, You're going to go in, you're going to enter your email address. It's going to show up immediately in your inbox with a workbook that will go through it along with a little guide and it is completely and fully free to you because it is my gift for you listening to my bad jokes for the whole last hour. Uh, So you enjoy every bit of it. Even if you took three out of those, I just talked to a client yesterday that said um, I took I downloaded that 15 freeze thing, he said. (laughs) And he said, I took three of them. And he said, I cannot believe how it has transformed with just applying three of those things, how much cash I've created in my business in this last month. So if you're looking at your business books and you're saying, hey, it's time. I got to create some cash. Download that. And it's simple. 15 15 ways to freedom.
0: Nice. I love it. Marissa, thank you so much for such a great conversation, for sharing so deeply from your experience and your wisdom. I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. We have a free gift for you at add value, the number two, entrepreneurs.com. Our Cyber December deals include one hour coaching slots for only $97. That's a 75% savings. And we're launching new Inner Circle Team coaching in 2022. Applications are open in December at number 2 lifecom In our next episode, Ben is a wonderful soul and makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room anytime you're having a conversation with him. Ben is the founder of Southern Philanthropy, a company he built on his desire to guide fundraisers and philanthropists toward meeting or even exceeding their fundraising goals.